Lord impressed upon me to, to sing this song. I've never sang this song before, never played it, but I hope that it speaks to you. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. And I've had some weary days. And some sleepless nights. Clouds, they are so low that 
says we have this treasure in earthen vessels and sometimes you get to fill in the Lord so much that you kind of do crazy things well that was what that last second verse was it's a crazy thing I felt it so strong I forgot what key I was in and all of that <laughs> but regardless of the delivery God is good and sometimes those dark clouds hang low. We can't even see which way we're going. But thank God he knows what's best. And I tell you what. I'll try not to complain. Sometimes I'm guilty. I'll do the best I can to try not to complain. If you have your Bibles and you would, turn to the book of Exodus chapter 20. Beginning at verse 18. The other day I was joking with Brother Clarence, Brother Rowe. You know, Pastor Morrell mentioned there's a couple of times that Brother Rowe got up here leading off the service and gave him confirmation that he was on the right track. So the other day when Pastor Mel preached, I came by Brother Rowe and I said, let's see if you can do it again. <laughs> I can't remember what the outcome of that one was. But you did it again today, brother. And singers, the song selection, all kind of have a certain theme today. 
And I didn't realize it until just a few moments ago. Book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 18. And of course, when I woke up this morning and I saw that it was raining and it has not ceased to rain that I know of, God was giving me a sign too saying that I was on the right track. Book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 18. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings, the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And when they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness, where God was. So let's read that one more time. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near into the thick darkness. Where God was. And so if you wouldn't mind, just for a few moments, I want to preach to you. The cloud or the crowd, which will you follow? If you would, you could shake hands with someone as you're seated and say, the cloud or the crowd, which will you follow? What is a cloud? Clouds are created when water vapor and invisible gas turns into liquid water droplets. These water droplets form on tiny particles like dust that are floating in the air. And so that's the scientific uh, definition of what a cloud is. So now my question is, why did God choose to come down in a cloud. Of course, as you know, he come down to Moses before in the form of a burning bush. All kinds of forms or what we call theophanies that God has exemplified himself as to come to visit his people. The book of Exodus chapter 19 and verse 9. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud. That the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. Now I will read some scriptures today that are not on the screen. I want you to really pay attention to, to what those are. The Lord said unto Moses, Lord I come unto thee in a thick cloud. That the people may hear whenever I speak unto thee and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. Exodus chapter 19 and verse 16. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount. The voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. 
Exodus 19 and 18 says, And Mount Sinai was altogether on, on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. Can you get this visual into your mind? If you'll look at the screen, this is just an artist's representation of what it could have looked like that day. I have no problems believing that it could have looked like this. And could you imagine what the visual aspect of this was? How it just rocked all of the senses of the people that day. I mean, the Bible says that when the Lord ascended as a smoke of a furnace, that the whole mountain quaked greatly. My God is awesome. Our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. Lightnings and thunderings and fire and quaking and all of these boisterous activities were going on when God decided to descend and visit man. And so why? Why did God come down in a cloud? Firstly, so people would believe Moses when he spoke. God thought it best that they had a visual representation of his power, a visual representation of his glory, and what he would exemplify himself as. And so, if you pardon, this is kind of what it probably looked like that day. So they needed a visual representation and not just necessarily believe the word of Moses alone, but just so that they know God's got his back. I'm coming down in a cloud. And the second reason, I believe, was to put a godly fear in the people. Not a, a physical fear to where they, they are scared of God, but just a reverence of just how mighty and how powerful and how magnificent Jehovah is. They needed to see it. They Yes, they saw what God did with the Egyptians. They saw all of the plagues that transformed and transferred there and just caused all kind of havoc for the Egyptians. They saw that. But now on the other side of the flood, whenever they're getting ready to establish their land and establish themselves as a secluded people for God, God felt it best that he show them a representation of who he is and what his power and might is. So, another question that I ask, what was in the cloud that kept Moses wanting to go back in there? When the, when the crowd stood back facing the darkness of that cloud, what was it in the cloud that kept Moses going back in there? The book of Exodus chapter 33 verse 18 says, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, listen to this, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, Moses, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, 
and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Can you imagine this amazing dialogue that was taking place between God and God's man that day? God, I want to see your glory. Well, you can't see my face, Moses, but I'm going to put you in a cleft of a rock and I'm going to cover over you so that when I pass by, you won't be able to see that part of it. But whenever I go by, you'll be able to see what happens on the back end of it. And listen to this in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, just the next chapter over, verse 5. It said, And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there. And proclaimed the name of the Lord. Exodus chapter 24 beginning at verse 15 said. And Moses, now get these visuals in your mind. And when Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And so the children of Israel seeing the glory of the Lord as a devouring fire. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Exodus chapter 40 verse 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Numbers chapter 11 verse 25 said. And the Lord came down in a cloud. Are you with me? And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke unto him. And took of the spirit that was upon him. And gave it unto the seventy elders. And it came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Numbers chapter 12 says, And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. Deuteronomy verse four or chapter 4 says, And ye came near and stood under the mount, and the mountain burned with fire in the midst of heaven with darkness. Clouds and thick darkness. Deuteronomy 5 says, These words the Lord spoke unto all your assembly in the mount out of the midst of the fire of the cloud and of the thick darkness with a great voice. And he added no more. And he wrote them in two tables of stone and delivered them unto me. 1 Kings chapter 8 says, Solomon, then spoke Solomon And he said this, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. Hallelujah. And so the priest that could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, this is 2 Chronicles, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Ezekiel 10, then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house and the house was filled with the cloud and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. 
The Lord is slow to anger, Nahum said, and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Simply put, what kept Moses going back into that thick darkness? Simply put is that that is where the glory of God resided. The Bible says that whenever Moses would stand at the door of the tabernacle, the cloud would descend and God would meet with Moses right then when the cloud descended. So the glory of the Lord resided in the thick darkness of the cloud where there's devouring fire and where there's all kinds of noises, thundering and lightning, all kinds of circumstances and situations that can just rack your brain. Hallelujah. And if God's glory resides in the thick clouds and darkness, well, of course, that's what we're after. We're after God's glory. Well, in order for you to get God's glory... You're going to have to go into the thick darkness of the clouds. That's what we're wanting today. We don't necessarily want to go into the thick darkness if we don't have to. But a lot of times, if we're going to get what we need from God, we've got to go into the thick darkness. Regardless of what the crowd does, if you're the only one that decides to go into that dark place you got to go. In order for us to obtain his glory, we have to go in the dark cloud and get it. However, God's glory is not easily obtained. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, God's glory is not easily obtained. Now look at somebody else and say, the cloud or the crowd which will you follow? Book of Exodus chapter 33. And he said, again, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. My God, show me your glory. I want to see it, God. I want to know what it's about to dwell in your presence. And I've been there, God. I've, I've met with you face to face as man as man speaks to a man, I'm your friend. I've been there, but there's been something that I haven't really been able to tap into. I've seen your personage in many multiple things, in the bush of fire, and I've seen it in a cloud of fire by night, in a cloud of a day, uh, cloud by day. I've seen all of that, but there's something that's missing. And God, I want to see your glory. And God just says, "Well, Moses." I understand what you want to see. And I understand that you feel like you need to see it. And I want you to see it. But not at this particular moment. I will put you in the cleft of a rock. I will hide you away. And I will, when I come before you, I will put my hand to cover. So that you can't see my glory. I'll take my hand away so that you can see my back parts. Basically put, I believe God is saying, Moses, at this present moment, 
I can't show you what I'm going to do. I can't show you the method in which I'm going to do it. But there will come a time, whenever that time is here, that I will take my hand away and you'll be able to see what was going on all the time. And so... In order for us to receive God's glory and to get his glory, a lot of times we think that it's the shouting times. And it is. Sometimes around here we'll get to going, we'll get to dancing, we'll get to running. The glory of God will fill this house and it will just explode. But mind you this, and pay attention to what I say here. Whenever that glory explodes... Before that glory has happened and before that explosion happened, I promise you there was somebody in the thick darkness somewhere trying to get the glory of God, going through hell on earth, trying to get the glory of God. I don't know and I don't understand why we have to go through trials and tribulations and tests and enter into those thick, dark places sometimes. I don't understand why, but it's not my, my responsibility to understand why. It's just my responsibility to say God is saying, if this is what you want, this is where it's at. Are you willing to come and get it? Uh, are you willing to enter into the thick darkness where my glory is and where I'm at? Are you willing just to follow the crowd and get the information secondhand? Thank God for a preacher. Thank God for somebody that can stand up and declare the word of the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, saint, there is a portion that God wants to give you directly. He wants to speak to you directly. He wants to have that line, that direct line, so he can talk to you and he can walk with you. <laughs> One of the men of the Bible that went through Total chaos, as you know, was Job. And we know the story of Job. He went into it and he, it was hard. It was tough. He lost everything he had except a nagging wife. And he had all this going for him. But then in one day, almost one fell swoop, he lost it all. And we read the book of Job and we know that there were people that come that really weren't comforters and it was just a devastating time for him. Towards the end of the book or towards the middle of the book of Job. Job says. He holdeth back the face of his throne. And spreadeth his cloud upon him. So in the midst of darkness. In the midst of pain. In the midst of trial. And test, God purposefully puts a cloud there. And if you want it, if you want it, if you want it, you got to go get it. We have to go into the dark cloud, or put in another way, we have to go into the dark situations in life to get His glory. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. It doesn't matter if you have the Holy Ghost or not. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tests. You're going to go through temptations. There are things that are going to come your way that would come your way anyway. 
whether you had the Holy Ghost or not. And so, in order to get it, you got to go into the thick of darkness. There's been, recently, there's been people that have had to go into the thick darkness of death. And they're still there. There are people that have gone into the thick darkness of pain and suffering physically in their body. They're still there. There are people that have went into the thick darkness of disappointment. And people that you love tremendously have let you down so fiercely and have hurt you so badly. It's dark in there. It's a dark place to have to be. But I just want to tell you one thing. The clouds don't always stay dark. The dark clouds do turn light. You see, I looked this up earlier. And I, we know what a cloud is now. I don't know if you remember way back when. I told you 15 minutes ago when I told you what it was. I don't even remember what it was. I can't tell you exactly. Water droplets form and particles grab a hold of, or dust grabs a hold of whatever. Water grabs a hold of these particles and creates these clouds. Well, what makes a cloud a dark cloud is this. The cloud is so thick. The cloud is so dark. The cloud is so big or so high that the light cannot penetrate through the cloud as easily as it can if it's thin. And so when we look up into the sky and we see dark clouds starting to form, we know we better get inside somewhere because it's about to rain. A storm's coming. It's about to start thundering and lightning. And you better get somewhere. Seek shelter somewhere. Because the storms are coming. Well, I want to piggyback kind of off of what Pastor Morrell preached the Wednesday night. If you weren't here, my, my, my. He preached that there is a promotion coming for the people of Higher Praise Tabernacle. May not be a physical promotion, but it certainly is a spiritual promotion. And there are have been people that have been in the thick, dark clouds of your despair, circumstances, and situations. Well, ha, in the Holy Ghost, I'm not some spiritual guru. If you don't believe me, ask my wife. She'll tell you. I'm not some spiritual, you know, but I can see it in my mind's eye in the Holy Ghost how that the clouds are beginning to, to thin away. The darkness is beginning to dissipate somewhat. And you can almost see the rays of light begin to shine through the darkness of that cloud that you're in. I don't have a rabbit to pull out of my hat. I don't even have a hat. I'm just saying... I feel in God that somebody's dark cloud is fixing to dissipate. Uh, let me tell you this. 
Remember whenever God said, Moses, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to put my hand over you. You can't see it. And then I'm going to take my hand away. You'll see the back parts. Okay, well, that's where a lot of people think that, that God revealed unto him the, uh, the, the Torah. Because the, Moses is the writer of the first five books of the Bible. Right? They believe that's where, well, and rightfully so. I don't have anything to dispute that. That's great. Now, I believe, though, that there is also a spiritual significance of that, too. Moses, I can't show you exactly what's going to happen right now. But there will come a time when I'll take my hand away, you'll be able to see it. And so, we read, fast forward, in the New Testament, we read of Jesus taking his inner circle of Matthew, uh, James, and John. uh, Yeah, the three guys that went with him everywhere. Whoever they were. Peter, James, and John. That's who they were. Yeah, help me, Jesus. And so we find Jesus taking these three gentlemen with him up to a mountain. And then all of a sudden, you know the story. The Bible says that those disciples looked and and they saw Jesus. But who else did they see? They saw Elijah. And they saw Moses. Right? And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 17, While Jesus yet spake with Moses and Elijah about his death, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And so from the cleft of the rock, to stand it on the peak of the mountain, Moses couldn't see then the redemption plan of God. He had a little, uh, a little inkling of what was happening through sacrificial services, but he couldn't see the full thing. Well, here on the Mount of Transfiguration, he's able to see and talk with the plan of God. He's able to see the fullness of God. He's able to see all the things that he had questions about then. Now, standing in the bright glory of this white shining cloud, he's able to see and understand what is going on. Hallelujah. And then shall they see the Son of Man. Listen to this. Clouds are important because the Bible says, and then that they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. With power and great glory. Acts chapter 1 says that when he had spoken these things. While they beheld Jesus was taken up. And and a cloud received him out of their sight. Behold he cometh with clouds. Revelations chapter 1 and 7 says. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so amen. Revelations 11 says, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to, a, to heaven in a cloud. And their enemies beheld them. Revelations 14 says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud, one sat like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown. And in his hand, a sharp sickle. Oh, my goodness. So, you've been through it. You may be in it right now. And it's for some of you, it's one dark cloud after another. One dark cloud after another. 
Oh, but then one day that darkness will begin to dissipate and begin to wash away like watercolors that come in contact with water. It'll just wash away and vanish away. And the brightness of the glory of God will be able to shine through your circumstance and through your situation. And you will one day be able to see the benefit, the blessing, and what it was that you had to go through in order to go and get God's glory, what that cloud was all about. Anybody understanding me? I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles. But I'm telling you, we all go through it. Standing on the precipice of God's glory, we've got to make a determination, just as Moses did on that mount that day. I'm here to tell you, God is wanting to talk to you, Moses said. God is wanting to prove you. He's wanting to help you. He's wanting to show you. The people wouldn't have it. They said, Moses, it's, it's a fearful thing. It's a frightening thing. It's a scary thing. So I tell you what, Moses, the people spoke collectively and said, you talk to God and then we'll just hear it from you. Again, thank God for a preacher. There comes a time, though, when God wants to, you to decide. Are you going to follow the crowd or are you going to follow the cloud? I know. I know there's pain. I know there's hardships. I know that there's financial burdens. And I know that there's physical damage that takes place. And I know there's psychological torment that takes place and I know that there's problems and pain and all of that but are you willing to get into the dark cloud so that you can get God's glory so now let me encourage you one day I don't know how soon I don't know, I can't tell you that, but one day those dark clouds will dissipate and you'll be able to see God's glory. God's glory is what he's going to do, right? God's goodness is what he has done. We've gone through dark clouds before and we've been able, we're standing on this side of that dark cloud and we've seen all along why we had to go through what we did. We're in something else now. We're in another cloud. But just know, my friend, my brother, my sister, there is a purpose. There is a reason. And in order to get God's glory, and in order to go up higher, you've got to go through some dark clouds sometimes. And so, I begin to wonder. Let me encourage you, if you are in a dark cloud, I would be remiss without mentioning Psalms 91. Now, I'm going to read this whole chapter because I want you to really, 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 really get it, okay? And so, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to say, pay attention. Oh, wait a minute. First, tell him, wake up. I didn't hear you. Say it. There you go. And now say, pay attention.
you have to sit on the edge of your seat, please. I know that my voice is not captivating, but maybe God's word will be. If you need to sit on the edge of your seat, here it comes. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. You've stayed the course. You're doing the best you can in the midst of the darkness. You're continuing to make God your habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me. Listen to this. This is almost a change in in Psalms 91. And now it's not David speaking anymore. But it's God Almighty. Because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he hath known my name. How many of you know God's name? He shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. And so, yes, I do know that there are dark clouds that comes our way from time to time. And it seems like in the beginning of this verse, there's a promise. Yes, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, the secret place. Moses, I'll put you in a cleft of a rock. There's a secret place. There's a place by me. And that's the key right there. This secret place is by his side. Are you going to let these situations and circumstances cause you to lose out on God? Are you going to let your pain, your suffering, your agony cause you to lose out on God? Because if you will make him your habitation, then he will deliver you. And he will take care of you. And he will set you up on high. Psalm 97 and 2 said, Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. And I'm almost done. 
secret place of the Most High. Is the ability to be okay with the dark cloud. It's no big, big revelation. And I don't have, today I don't have big swelling words. And I'm, just, I'm just saying. Sometimes we got to go through darkness. Sometimes we got to go through problems and situations. Just know that. The darkness will dissipate and, and the clouds will, will become brighter. And one day we'll go up together to meet him. What does it say? In the cloud. One day there will be a deliverance. And just as it is in the end time, one day there will be a physical deliverance from the cares of this life. But I'm here to tell you, there is coming a spiritual deliverance from your situation at this moment. And so I want to share something with you. I don't know if I've ever read this before, and if I have, then I just don't remember it. But this is David again. Not in a book of Psalms. But this is David speaking towards the end of his life. His eyes are becoming more dim. He's becoming more feeble. And towards the end of his life in the book of 2 Samuel, there is several verses, there are several verses attributed to what he said. Now, I'm going to read the first verse. And it says, And David spoke unto the Lord the words of this psalm. In the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. I wanted you to get this picture in your mind. Okay? He's in the wilderness. He's running. He's going from place to place. And I believe it was over a year that he ran from place to place, running from Saul, his father-in-law. And this is what he said. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies, be saved through praise. When the waves of death come past me, about the floods of ungodly men made me afraid, the sorrows of hell come past me about, the snares of death prevented me, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice. And out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Are you getting this picture, this imagery? Oh, boy. 
had all these things going on around about me. I had death compass me about. I had enemies compassing me about. I was scared. I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. But I just know that I just need to stay into that secret place just for a little bit. Because I know that one day there will be deliverance, right? And so I cried unto the Lord. I started. I kept praising him. I kept giving him what I needed to give him to the best of my ability. I praised him through the storm. I praised him through this dark cloud. And I, and I, and I prayed unto him. And my words, one day my words entered into his ears. dropping little things in my mind. Now get this imagery, okay? I really, really feel like this is a description of how God moves on our behalf. It's coming. It's coming up. We're in distress. We're in trouble. We're in, in sorrow and pain. I believe that this is a description of what happens spiritually that we can't see. And my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. Comes a time when God says, okay, that's it. I'm mad. I'm coming to hell. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils. And fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down. And darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind. Are you seeing this in your mind's eye? And he made darkness pavilions round about him. Dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven. And the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them. Lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord. At the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. And from them that hated me. For they were too strong for me. I couldn't do it. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Because he loved what I was doing. Doing my best to serve God. Through the darkness. Did you get all the imagery there? Finally, when David's words entered into God's ears, <laughs> it was a change. Darkness began to flee. The brightness of his light began to shine. 
And if they want to go ahead and come to the music. And so, I wished I had a way to, to show you this visually. But there's something about a shadow. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's something about a shadow, right? So in order to have a shadow, you have to have, one, a source of light. Two, you have to have an opaque object. And so that bright light shining against that opaque object, the light can't get through the object, so there's create, there creates a shadow. And Daddy, Billy Wayne, you got your flashlight? One, one day he doesn't decide to bring it. Thanks, Dad. Let's see, uh, can we turn off all the lights? I mean, I'm, yeah, let's turn off all the lights. Let's see if we can do this. Now, for real, don't nobody be going to sleep. You hear me? All right, uh, let's see. Brother Noah, I need you. Brother Clarence, I need you too. Uh, Michael Donaldson, I need a tall individual. You're the only one that I see another tall individual. All right, come on up here. Can we turn the stage lights off too? Oh, yeah. All right, before the light goes out, Brother Noah, you stand right here. Back up. Let's go back this way. Just a little bit more. I want you to shine that light down the back of your hand. All right. I wish there was a way I could show you this. Here, an opaque object here creates a shadow, right? So now, when somebody that's serving the Lord does the best that they can to live for God, trials and tests come about. They go into the darkness and they dwell in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow. Of the Almighty. As long as he stays in that shadow, he doesn't know what's going on behind him. Nothing quite like this little piece of paper. So, I 
can be the enemy. I can be the one that's trying to get to him. But I can't get to him because he's under the shadow of the Almighty, right? I can't get to him. But there's one thing, one other aspect of this that you need to think about, saints of God. And that is this. Because this bright light is shining, the glory of God is shining, creating this shadow. Noah has no idea what the enemy is doing. Because he can't see what the enemy is doing. And so there's a twofold blessing of the shadow. And that is this. You're in the shadow of the Almighty for protection of what the devil can't get to you. But you're also in protection because you can't see what he's doing. There's some things that are hidden from you on purpose. Because you don't need to know what's going on. You don't need to know what kind of plan the enemy has. Who cares about what kind of plan the enemy has? We know he's here to steal, kill, and destroy. How he does it, I don't care how he gets there. I just know that I need to, when he comes and walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, I need to be in the shadow of the Almighty, not worrying about what the devil's trying to do. Because I don't care what the devil's trying to do because I am sheltered in this shadow. And so, let the darkness come. Inside of this darkness, there's protection. Protection from the devil can't get to you. And you can't find out what the devil's doing because you don't even know. All right. Let's try to, number two on that, number two, if you could. I don't want to shock everybody at once. Let's turn the lights back on. Yeah, there you go. And so, oh, leave it right here just for a minute. Turn that back off. I'm sorry, that was good. so I'm asking all of the people out here in, in the darkness I'm asking you are you about ready for a change in your situation are you about ready to see the glory of the Lord well you're in the darkness but what you really need to do is come follow the light because God's light, the light of His glory is shining. And those clouds are beginning to thin. And God's fixing to descend off of His throne. Your, your, your prayer has gone into His ears. And He's kind of upset with the way things are going in your life. And so He's going to come down and He's going to solve it for you. He's going to deliver it for deliver you from it. And so... I ask, does anybody need it? Even standing right here, I can barely see y'all. I can barely see. The light is so bright. The light of God's glory is so bright, the devil can't even see you. If you're in the shadows of the Almighty. So, 
The choice is yours. Know from this day forward, there will be dark clouds to come your way. There's, there's no doubt about it. But are you willing to be okay with the fact that you have to go into dark clouds to get his glory? Are you willing to go follow the cloud? Or do you want to follow the crowd? Trials will come. Tests will show themselves again. That's for sure. But what you do is what makes a difference. How you view your cloud is what makes a difference. So, I'm asking, Brother Barfield, if you want to get ready, if you want to come into the light, if you want to come and, and get some of that glory from God and, and see the change in your situation, do you want it? Well, I feel like, and again, I'm not some spiritual guru, but I feel like you can't just stay right here in the shadows, people. You're going to have to, if you're able to, you're going to have to physically get up out of your seat. And you're going to have to come into the light. So are you willing to get up out of your seat, out of your darkness? And are you willing to come into the light? To experience God's glory, to experience His greatness, to experience His goodness. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Do you want the glory? Do you need the glory? Show me your glory. Hallelujah. Show me your power. Thank you, Jesus. Bless me and more is what I I know it's been tough, and I know it's been a struggle.
tears in your eyes, worshiping the Lord, not worried about what's going on as you worship and as you go forward the light gradually begins to increase and so now we're standing back in full light we're standing back from the darkness and now at this moment at this moment we can see see all along darkness helped us. Why the darkness strengthened us. times in your life whenever you've gone through trials and troubles and you didn't necessarily put all your trust in the Lord and those times were a whole lot more difficult for you than whenever you did put your trust and full confidence in the Lord and I know that it's tough but this is where it's at right here the presence of God's glory. This right here is where you'll find the help that you need. It's not in worldly things. It's not in your own strength. It's not in what you think is best. 
what you think is the right way. It's God's way. And this is where it's at right here. Aren't you glad you came to church today? God is so good to us.